Welcome to the Real Appeal Podcast. This is your host and writer for your entertainment corner, Kelsey Loisel. And with me today is my co-host. Sick ass mix master Mark Salcedo. <laughs> that was an alliteration. <laughs> that was an alliteration? Mm-hmm. Sick ass mix master. Mark. Alliteration. Alliteration, yes. Uh, also, uh, senior editor and writer at ScreenGeek. <laughs> um, there's a part in um, in the theme song that we just played mm-hmm. where it seems like they skip a beat, and it always pisses oh, yeah, me off. Oh, yeah, yeah. I was listening. Was it at the beginning? Yeah. Yeah. Well, no, it was actually closer to when you were going to do the um, thing. What thing? When you turn the music down. Oh, when I raise the volume volumes up and everything. Yeah. I think I know what you're talking about because for a second I was like, oh shit, did I like did I yeah. skip back like five seconds, you know? <laughs> no, and I hear it sometimes when that song is played. I'm like, fuck, I hate it because it <laughs> messes with my OCD. <laughs> because someone fucked up and they never fixed it. You know what? I have I have a similar, somewhat similar story. There's this song. Oh, it's a song by The Clash. I can't remember the name of the song. <laughs> It's a song by the clap. <laughs> Side note, there's a joke in the show Archer where somebody says he has the clap so much it might as well just be an applause. <laughs> uh, anyway, yeah, there's this I can't remember the name of the song um, for for the clash or as Kelsey calls it, the clap, where like the song starts playing and then like there's like a ringtone. Like, remember how, like, Nokia ringtones would be like, mm-hmm. dee, 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 dee. it's that <laughs> in the fucking song. And this song came out in, like, the 80s. Really? Or maybe, like, late 70s or some shit like that. But you hear, dee, 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 and it always bugs the fuck out of me. It takes me out of <laughs> the fucking song. And I remember the first time I, I heard it, I had, like, burned burned it to, like, a CD or I had, like, downloaded it, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, listen to, and I thought like, oh, this must be like a bullshit copy or something like that. And then I heard it like on like Spotify or on the radio. And I was like, what the fuck is that? Like, <laughs> why? Why? <laughs> yeah. All right. Sorry. Sorry about that. It's fine. Um, you don't have to say about that though. What? She's got gaps. I got gaps. Together we fill gaps. That's so sweet. I just remember who said that. Rocky says that when he's talking to Polly about Adrian. There you go. Yeah. It's so sweet. Because <laughs> he's like, what gaps? What are you fucking talking about? <laughs> Actually, somebody, you know, these people have so many gaps. It's going to like trigger my tryptophobia. Mm, mm. It's, yeah. already, it's already making me want to vomit. <laughs> the, uh, the one guy from Ant-Man would be very happy. Which one? The little blobby guy. About holes? Oh, yeah. I got holes. Everybody has holes. <laughs> <sighs> Let's never talk about that movie ever again. Okay. 
You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at The Real Appeal, two E's in real. You can email us at therealappeal at gmail.com. We get emails sometimes, but they're always from people saying, hey, we took money from your account to pay for your <laughs> podcast. Or, hey, you can pay for ads. Or like, hey, come join this podcast podcasting service. And then when we email them, it's like, a, it's a obviously, obviously like manufactured email like well come join with us and get this deal blah blah blah, blah. Like, okay. the best ones always start with hi at hi the real appeal <laughs> and we're like you don't listen to us yeah. you're not calling us kelsey or mark yeah um if you would please review us we would love that anywhere that you listen to our podcast mm-hmm. and our segments for this week's show our, our recent review of Creed 3, our variety time, a retrospective look at the Rocky movies, and our geriatric cinematic is Rocky, the one that came out in 1976. Mark, what's the terpic? I kiss greatness with my fist. Mm-hmm. Like this. Like that. <laughs> Imagine if all the, the fighting sounds sound like kissing. <laughs> <laughs> Is that, is that a right hook? <laughs> no, that's knockout punch. Knockout punch? <laughs> <sighs> We're stupid. I know. <laughs> we should just, you know, talk about stupid shit. Yeah, we should definitely talk about stupid shit. But that's not why people came here. They came here to listen to our... Stupid shit. Very intelligent... <laughs> Fully focused, non psychotery. Psychotery. <laughs> That's a new word. I'm so I'm making a new word. Psychotery. Kind of sounds like Discussion. charcuterie. Yeah, psychotery is like a, a, a nice plate of different me- mental illness. I remember when I was using that word charcuterie, and I was like, the shark. It sounds like a shark, um, like polygamy. Oh, <laughs> remember that? <laughs> we had a discussion. About. And you were like, and I was like, oh, you have all these shark wives. And you're like, yeah. <laughs> I'm a charcuterie fanatic. <laughs> I have the, the main shark. That's the mama shark. Uh-huh. And then I have the the last shark. No, actually, that's kind of creepy. Never mind. I'm still talking about that. Because like whenever I think of like polygamy, they always have like, the husband always has like the main not the main, but like I guess the first wife. Or the whatever. first wife. The first wife like takes care of business, makes sure everything's in order, right? And then there's like the other. There's the next wife or whatever she's le- whatever level she's at, where she's just having kids uh-huh. like left and right and stuff like that. And then there's more like the ignorant one or, you know, like. Who well, don't you're really thinking hold- about it so hard, and I'm just like, can everyone just have fun? Come on, no, it that's doesn't not have to be that serious. But but what I was getting at is there's, there's always the like really young one oh, yeah. that's like borderline a child mm-hmm. or like is a child is a child and that's the one they pay the most attention to it's like ugh. <laughs> <laughs> dang we don't have to talk about all that hey you're the one who brought up the charcuterie they're sharks <laughs> and it's a joke <laughs> it's a it's a baby shark <laughs> yeah that's the one you're paying the most attention to ew no <laughs> first of all too many teeth <laughs> that's so gross
Um, yeah, let's get past the stupidity. What, what, what are we? What are we reviewing? Oh, we're uh, we're not doing the banter. Yeah, that was the banter. It was the charcuterie bullshit. Shit. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> okay, <laughs> we're gonna do our recent review of Creed Three. So, how long have you known each other? It was like brothers. One day you came back. The past came back too. There may have been a time when Damien had your back. No friends in the industry. But that's not what he's doing now. My brothers been my brothers, man. They ain't no kidding me a fan. Before I got locked up, I was the best. You a coward, bro. And a fraud. Try spending half your life in a cell. Watching somebody else live your life. I had to draw the line. I'm just getting started, little brother. I had to draw the line between my brothers and my enemies. I'm coming for it all. He's not going to stop. Then you make him. The synopsis is Adonis has been thriving in both his career and family life. But when a childhood friend and former boxing prodigy resurfaces, the face-off is more than just a fight. Directed by Michael B. Jordan. Written by Keenan Kugler and Zach Balin. It was directed by Michael B. Jordan? Yeah, you didn't know that? No. I, I, I do distinctly remember telling you, like, after we watched the movie. Yeah? And, yeah. And I had said, like, how uh, his influence were, like, certain animes and stuff like that. Oh. I think I was only kind of half hearing you. <sighs> I think it was because of those fuckheads in the theater. Oh, those fucking kids? Yes. <sighs> And that was on a Sunday night, too. Normally, you get that shit on a Friday or Saturday. Yeah, and there were, like, eight of them. Yeah. And they are all in there, like, laughing, flashing their phones. You know what? I knew they are going to be trouble. This this makes it sound old as fuck, but I knew they are going to be trouble when, like, you and I were walking into the theater, uh. and, like, you see this van pull up, and, like, ten kids come out, and I was like, oh, this is going to be some Do bullshit. You- did you notice I yep. beelined towards yep. the counter? Yeah, sped up. I was like, and I was like, cool, I don't have to, like, drag you. Like, you're already doing it. <laughs> Uh, all right, all right. Sorry. What, what was what, so? Who's star, who's starring in this movie? It stars Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson, and Jonathan Majors. Mm-hmm, 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 mm-hmm. If you notice, no Sylvester Stallone. No, like that's he's he's not in this movie. I'm kind of okay with that. He's kind of played his part. Yeah, I feel like his arc is like completed. Yeah, you know, after I t- 800 years of the same. Well, character. to tell you the truth, I thought the, I thought his arc was done in Rocky Balboa, like the way how that movie ended. Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, that's that's it, no more Rocky. Mm-hmm. But you know, that wasn't that was no longer the case because he's in Creed One and Creed Two. Mm-hmm. Um, so Kelsey, your overall thoughts on uh, Creed Three? Uh, my overall thoughts. Um, mm-hmm. One of the things that probably isn't as important to other people. Mm-hmm. He's not as clean and like clean looking. He's like more adult looking in this one, so I can Who? take him a little more seriously. Who? Uh, Michael P. Jordan. Yeah, he's aged up uh, a bit. Yeah, like I like that because he mm-hmm. kind of looked so clean in the first two, or like yeah. kind of young and like kind of like a pretty boy that I just couldn't really get behind him. I I I told you that made sense to me in the especially in the first one. In the be- first one, yeah. Yeah. And like the second one, it wasn't even like that far off from like what happened at the end of the first one. It's mm-hmm. just like he's gotten some recognition for like the past couple of months or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, but I I totally agree with you. I think he he does look better 
uh, I guess, seasoned mm-hmm. in Creed 3. Um, I do like how... Uh, oh, okay. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to cut you off. What, what else do you have for your overall thoughts? I liked that uh, the child. Do you know anything about her? The the one who played uh, Adonis and Bianca's daughter, Amara. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, I, I do not. I bet I think I bet you she is actually deaf. I I don't doubt that, um, and that's because like obviously times have changed now, where it's it's more it's a much better project when they include like actual like people who have, who are uh, part of the ASL. Uh, it's ASL. American Sign Language. Mega Sign Language Society? ASA? That's ASK. <laughs> ASL. <laughs> um, <laughs> her name is Mila Davis Kent. Uh, I think she's actually deaf. I wouldn't, I wouldn't doubt that she's actually deaf. Um, I really like yeah, her. She's de- yeah, she's deaf. There's an article uh, by Variety called... Uh, uh, Myla Davis Kent on bringing her black deaf girl magic to Creed 3. So she is actually deaf. Mm. Deaf. I liked her. I do too. Um, like I, I like I... She wasn't annoying. Mm-hmm. She... Um, I like how they wrote her. Mm. Um, and like she... I almost think that once they get past some of the Creed movies... Mm. She's going to be the next one. Oh, I don't doubt that. That's the thing. When the movie ended, I was like, all right, the most logical next step is like, now it's her, it's her journey. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe like, maybe like Adonis is maybe her manager or like, you know, training her and stuff like that. And it only makes like sense if, if they do decide to uh, continue these movies. Yeah. Um, I also like the fact that they, they, since they played with the idea of her being deaf when mm-hmm. I think in Creed two when she was born, uh, yeah, mm-hmm. that um, that they I I like that they didn't shy away from that or they weren't like oh she can hear after all, mm-hmm. um, and that like they totally like mm-hmm. brought that whole thing out like mm-hmm. even their doorbell has lights yeah yeah to make it to make it uh realistic as as possible i actually read that because of uh oh i I should have mentioned this at the top of the top of the show but um we most likely will be spoiling stuff in creed one and creed two um so just give you guys kind of a heads up uh we'll probably bring that up i would say more than likely bring it up in the uh non-spoiler section yeah um uh oh so this was this is what i was gonna say i read i read something about um in, in like in real life if if a parent has degenerative uh hearing loss it's very unlikely that their child would have the same thing or just have or just be deaf mm-hmm. it is very unlikely that was gonna happen so they wrote it for plot yeah they wrote it for that's the, i don't think they wrote it for plot they wrote it for like an emotional beat to it and everything like so plot that. It's the same thing. Maybe, yeah. I can say, yeah, yeah. It's like plot C, plot D, or something like that. Plot F U. <laughs> plot F and U. <laughs> <coughs> um, so, th- since this is Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, what did you think of him as a director? I liked his directing style mm-hmm. for the most part. 
Mm-hmm. Um, I think he's really good at writing relationships. He didn't write this. Not writing, but like directing it, like making mm-hmm. him believable and all that. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, I think he's really good at directing that, mm-hmm. and I just not sure about that last fight. Really? Really? <laughs> Uh, can can you can you tell us why without without spoiling it? Some of the visuals were a little bit on the nose, mm-hmm. um, and there wasn't enough um, physical trauma. Like not like enough display of the the fighting between the two. No, they did a really good job of showing the fighting, uh-huh. but like in the Rocky movies, like oh, Rocky I gets saying. busted. I see what you're saying. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Even in even in Creed one. Uh, when Adonis is fighting, I was saying Pretty Boy Rick or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um, he gets fucked up in that movie. Mm-hmm. Like he gets a shit knocked out of him in that movie. Even oh, in, Ricky Conlon. Ricky Conlon, thank you. Yeah, mm-hmm. and then even in Creed Two, um, uh, was name Victor Drago just fucks him up and mm-hmm. stuff like that. So I get, I get what you're saying. Yeah, and I get what you're saying, especially like how um, Jonathan Majors is like set up to be like possibly his like hardest uh opponent mm-hmm. or, you know especially like the fact that like the character is pretty brutal mm-hmm. like in in a boxing ring and it, it does come off like well why didn't they like really show like the damage between the two yeah i also kind of think it's which movie was um drago in the old rocky movie rocky four rocky four mm-hmm they brought him too early in in the Creed movies. Like, mm-hmm. because I think I would have liked to have seen the Jonathan Majors character mm-hmm. in two or something. Mm-hmm. I just feel like he should not be more of a threat than uh, Victor Drago. Yeah, that was, I tell you, that was one of the biggest complaints I remember reading and hearing about for Creed 2 was like they went too fast. They went too soon into like the Drago story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was one of those people who was like, they should have saved that for like part three. Mm-hmm. Um, I would actually, I'll actually add more to what you're saying. I think if if they were to add the Jonathan Majors character, um, they're saying Creed two, it should have been a two parter. Mm-hmm. Um, because I feel like some of this movie, it's kind of like this movie actually kind of has a lot going on. Um, but like, but it doesn't add enough weight to some of the things. Yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. Like, the, you know, you get a bit more of the history, you know, between uh, the two characters, the, the the protagonist and the antagonist. But I feel like it would have been like it would have had like an emotion, a better emotional impact, and a more like catharsis kind of ending if like we were able to like stretch stretch out the relationship and like the effects that they would have of like oh now Adon's this world is like turned upside down because his past keeps his past is keeping up with it or catching up with him and here's somebody who is from his past who knows how to like fuck with his head and shit like that i remember talking to you about this movie and i really had a hard time telling you why i this isn't my favorite one mm-hmm. um not that i don't like the movie i do but i had a hard time telling you why mm-hmm. And I think that's the reason why. It's mm. like the crux of anything I said. Yeah. Like, the story doesn't hit. Because I I felt like there, whatever arguments or, you know, conflicts that um, Adonis and um, his wife, uh, oh, Bianca, Bianca yeah. 
whatever conflict they have mm. to me was just like it didn't hit yeah. to me like it wasn't genuine not that they're not good acting yeah but the story was a little like off you know i and i remember you i remember you when you and i were talking about the relationship between the two and you said you had an issue with like them and one and two about like um how they would like fight but like you have to kind of remind me because because I I remember that being one of the biggest issues Bob between the two. Yeah, like um, it just seemed like he was he every time it counts he's not there for her. Like mm-hmm. he's very selfish, mm-hmm. and then she's really nice. <laughs> so like, mm-hmm. I don't love that. I yeah. guess like I get it. Um, and and realistically, things can be really one sided. Mm-hmm. Um, but. To me, for how strong of a, a character she actually is, I don't mm. think that would really fly. Yeah, like, and, and it's kind of annoying to see like the the thing where he fucks up and then she's like mad, mm. and you know he's like, "Oh, I'm so sorry." You know, I'll be there for you next time, and then he's not. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, I get, yeah, I get, I get what you're saying because I had rewatched uh, Creed one and two, and that's why I was just like, okay, I can see what Kelsey is saying. Yeah, now because it's it, like not. A killer of any kind but mm. it just is like okay yeah it could at least it could have used a bit more like it's it's funny because the relationship between the two actually kind of remind me of um the relationship of rocky and adrian like mm. in the first two rocky movies where she was just there to like hype them up and shit like that mm-hmm. and i feel like they they did the same thing in these creed movies um but that doesn't work anymore Mm-mm. like it's not like like it's cool that like he like loves her and cares about her and stuff like that, but it's like only he's like with her, not with her. It seems like he's the relationship is like, oh, she's there to like motivate me, and then he'll just like give her stuff as like a reward, like oh, thanks for motivating me. Here's your record. Here's here's I'm gonna help you with your record deal. Or here. like here's your studio. Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. It does, yeah, it does kind of come off that way. Like, yeah, like thanks for supporting me. You can have your hobby now. Yeah. Um, so I, I wanted to add a little bit more when it came to the directing um i think i think for the fact that this is like his first film to direct i think he actually did a really good job mm-hmm. um you're right some of it can be a little too on the nose about certain shit but like there's like a couple parts um during like the fights um you essentially like see him targeting like the certain body parts or the certain moments he's gonna like swing mm-hmm. and i have to applaud him for that because it seems like every one of these Creed movies, there is something that like has the. Oh, my phone's going off. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> remember that when I used to happen to me a lot. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. <laughs> um, but back to what I was saying, like, there's like in all these Creed movies, there's one scene or like one fight that's like, all right, this makes that movie unique. Like for example, in Creed One, what made the fights very unique was when. Um, the first fight Creed has with uh, this one boxer, um, and it's like, it's a one-take shot. I think the scene lasts for maybe like 10 to 14 minutes, and it's all done in one take. Mm-hmm. And I thought, like, that's fucking awesome. That's amazing. You know I me. Mean? I'm a sucker for, like, one-take or track shots, you know? Yeah. And then in the second one, um, who, uh, so Ryan Coogler did the first one, which, you know, you know, kudos for him for doing that one one-take shot. Um, let me see what the director's name for the first, the second one. 
Stephen Cable, Stephen Cable Jr. Mm-hmm. What was what made the second one more, was, was unique is that you really felt the punches. Like when they were just beating the shit out of each other, you mm-hmm. felt like every punch thrown, every time it landed, and everything like that. And some of the slow motion was actually pretty dope. And this one, and Creed Three. Like, they have, like, his perspective of, like, all right, I'm going to hit at this moment. I'm targeting this part of his body and stuff like that, which I thought looked really fucking cool. Yeah. Um, I really did like that, too. Yeah. Um, It made me think of video games. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so (laughs) this is what I was going at. Yeah, like, his influences were, like, was anime. Mm -hmm. So that's, like, what you see in, like, these anime films and shit like that, like these fighting films. Um, Now, I know you say you had a problem. Like, it was a little too on the nose with... um, some of the uh the imagery the imagery i really liked the imagery like i liked it a lot especially like at one part where actually we'll say that we'll say that for the spoiler section i don't exactly want to give that part away i can see why you'd like it mm-hmm. and i i think it might be a difference in um perspective like life perspective and maybe mm-hmm. even cultural perspective mm-hmm. but i think it comes off pretentious because of how on the nose it is oh okay okay you know what i mean like you Mm -hmm. could have written it a little differently Mm -hmm. or directed it a little differently Mm -hmm. um but it it just is so on the nose it's like i know exactly what you're saying Mm -hmm. because you told me to think that i can say that yeah i I can definitely see that i I guess i'm kind of just like a I'm just kind of a sucker of like oh that looked cool (laughs) yeah (laughs) i mean granted i'm not like i'm not like how how some people are uh what you like what else would you say the shiny penny yeah people who like that shit like i'm still able to like be like oh that doesn't work but i don't know it to, to me i guess like you're like yeah i could see why it wouldn't work but mm. i still liked it yeah i still appreciate it and, <laughs> yeah, stuff like yeah. that. and like i said like how these creed movies there's like a, a something that really elevates like the boxing matches and shit like that mm-hmm. um so so back to one of the points i was bringing up is like i felt like this movie had a lot going on. Like, not only with, between him and Bianca, but uh, not only between Creed and Bianca, but, like, his daughter, what happens with his mother, the whole thing with his past, and, like, uh, Dame, um, Jonathan Major's character. It seems like there's so much going on in this fucking movie. Like, oh, and then him also, I guess, managing. Oh, yeah, him managing a couple of boxers and stuff like that. Like, like... In this one, and we, they and they seem to throw him into this whole new life that you're introduced to, uh-huh. and you don't have time to ruminate in that before you move on to all these other things. Yeah, and that's what that's what I was gonna point out. Like in the, you know, in the first one, we get an idea of like, all right, this is like his home, this is his life, and everything, and then he has to like change his perspective on shit and like train to become this great boxer, right? And the second one, we get like, all right. We get why we get some of like oh the, his life has changed now you know especially like the relationship between him and Bianca and like they moved to L A you know like all this kind of shit right mm-hmm. and this one it's like like he's rich he's he's promoting he's managing mm-hmm. and like that's it it's just like whoa 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 like how what happened I know how deep does like his managing goes you know like all this kind of shit you know Mm -hmm. like i wanted to explore his life and see like how much it has changed from like the second one yeah um instead of it looking like they just got this really nice airbnb yeah (laughs) (laughs) seriously um but there's even like a um, there's even like a part in the in the movie where um like a sports commentator is just like oh and another thing is like he's retired 
You know, that's yeah. I mean that's not a spoiler, but like he he's like retired, and it's just like that was fast. Yeah, exactly, like exactly, and it's just like like what? <laughs> Come on, you could have gave us a couple more fights before he retired. Yeah, or like a like a little bit more time explaining like how he's get, how his how his managing skills are, how his promoting skills are, and everything. Um, and like I said, that's why this movie, I think this movie could have been like a good two-parter, like a tight two-parter too, mm. of like him like managing Damon and then like him seeing how brutal he is and like him not, unable to manage him. And now he's like, fuck, I got to get back in the rink. Like I got to like teach this boy a lesson and shit like that. Mm. It's like, whoa, like take your time, man. These movies are good. You can take your fucking time on this. I don't know if this is a spoiler or not, so I'll just keep it for the spoiler section. Oh, okay. There's one thing that really irritates me about the film. Like, everything else is okay. I Is it because of one, sh- one person shows up? No. Oh, okay, because I remember you were irritated it's by a particular It's by person. how the first fight goes and, uh-huh. and how Michael B. Jordan's character is mm. with Jonathan Majors and then after. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's this whole thing. Okay, I get you, I get you. Um... All right, so with that being said, do you want to get into the into the spoiler section? Mm-hmm. Make sure I have everything queued up. Beep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so yeah, we're gonna talk about Creed three in the spoiler section. We're gonna you know discuss the movie at great lengths. At great lengths. <laughs> I know. So for those who don't want to be spoiled, here's your spoiler bumper right about now. Um, okay, so what, what part were you, what, what was that part that, that bothered you? So what bothered me was that out of nowhere, mm-hmm. uh, Damien shows up mm-hmm. and is like, hey, I just got out of jail. Like, do you remember me? Mm-hmm. They have, you know, a meal together and Michael B. Jordan ends up. Getting him into his gym, and he's like, mm. yeah, I'll get you some training. Yeah. And he ends up having his first fight. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Michael B. Jordan is on the other side, rooting on the... Like, he's not on his friend's side. Mm-hmm. So he's basically managing and promoting both sides. But mm. he's very clearly against his friend. Yeah, I feel like... I feel like that was too on the nose. With that. It's not even just on the nose. It's fucked up and it's bad mm. writing. Yeah. So, so you can understand why Damien's like, fuck this guy. Seriously. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I know. I guess you're saying. I guess you're saying. Like, but like, why would you write it that way? <laughs> like. Yeah. Because you like, basically just left your fucking friend to like get publicly humiliated. To tell you the truth, I think, I think that scene would have better worked out if, if, um. If uh, Adonis kind of like really not really like really sat down with Damon, but like kind of explained to him like, hey, man, like this is how boxing goes. You know, we're trying to set this guy up. This is that you're going to have your you're going to have your shot, you know, just and he kind of like goes into like a little bit, but not Mm -hmm. enough. Yeah. And I think that's because Michael B. Jordan, what he did in terms of of 
directing that portion of the or that uh story beat mm-hmm. was that he had like there's a scene where Adonis and uh what's the homeboy's name uh Duke I'm trying to find where See, that's what you get for not putting all the names on the list <laughs> anyway Wood Harris who plays little Duke it takes like a few seconds just to look at it okay Wood Harris not Woody Harrison no, it's Wood Harris. <laughs> anyway, there's that scene with like Wood Harris and Michael B. Jordan and um, the boxer who played uh, Felix. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. So Felix Chavez and then Laura Chavez, the mother of Felix. Like, he's like explaining to him, like, yeah, you're going to get your, you know, we can get paid, we're going to do this, blah, 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 blah. But like, they don't show, there they should have been something where Michael B. Jordan, like, it really explains to him, like, hey, this is just how boxing goes. Like, you're really going to have your time, but you just need to, like, come through this match. Then we can, like, really talk and shit like that. Mm-hmm. There's, like, none of that. You, you just, like, because Adonis comes off, like, as a fucking asshole. And almost, like, you're, like, sympathizing with uh, Damien. Like, yeah. Like, come on, dude. Like, what the fuck, man? Why am I? <laughs> you and I are homies. You Not know? just that, but if he would have sat down and said, like, he he has to win this one. You know, you yeah, not 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 like throw the fight, but like it's kind of important. But yeah, that, like, like don't fucking goes, kill him either. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, it if if he would have explained it to him, and then also like there was less glee on on Michael B. Jordan's face when Felix looked like he was landing shots. Yeah, and he didn't seem like really emotionally invested and upset every time Jonathan Majors was getting the upper hand. Mm. Like, I felt like he should have been a little bit more even because he kind of was invested on both sides. Mm. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, I get what you're saying. Um, anything else to complain about? Um, you know, I thought it was a good thing about um, Jonathan Majors and mm. how, like, that one guy fucked up uh, the Felix's opponent. It was Victor Drago. Oh, uh-huh. He, like, hurt his arm or something. Yeah, he, like, broke his hand or some shit. And yeah. then, so he couldn't fight, and that's how Jonathan Majors got his foot in the door. Yeah. And there was a part of me that was like, yeah, like, they didn't really focus on that, so that's good. But mm. at the same time, I'm like, why did you write that? Oh, about Victor, about Drago getting his hand broken? Yeah, like... I felt I felt like that was like <clears throat> that was the <coughs> sorry that was the really set up like oh yeah Vic Drago's like cool with Michael B Jordan you know I'm not saying they, I'm not saying they did it well they didn't I'm not saying they did it well but like clearly it was just like no no they're cool you you know what now that you point that out because you were saying like at the end like with certain like certain scenes there the the final boxing match it was like two on the nose some of the part of the story. Two on the fucking nose. Yes. The <laughs> like, like for, like for example. So, like for example, what happens to Adonis's uh, mom, uh, played by, blah, 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 blah. Uh, played by uh, Felicia Rashi or Rashad. Um, like when she like tells Adonis, like first of all, like Damon's like, "Hey man, I wrote to you and I never heard back." Mm-hmm. And then like when Adonis like confronts his mother like what the hell like did damien write me and she like shows him like the letter like she already like dug out the letters because she was like he's gonna ask about this you know mm-hmm. and she like shows him the letters and everything and he's like what the fuck like he thinks i abandoned him 
as soon as that scene had like happened, mm-hmm. and they had alluded to this at the beginning, where like something something like his mom was sick, mm-hmm. right? As soon as that scene was hap- scene was happening, I was like. She's gonna die. Yeah. Like she's gonna die, and that's gonna be the, like the kind of like I gotta fight him now or some shit like yeah. that. So yeah, it was like a bit too on the fucking nose or some of this shit, and that goes to like the writing. Like, um, so it's so it's it's uh, Kenan Coogler, who's Ryan Coogler's brother, right? Um, the thing is, is like he's actually like a decent writer. Oh, actually, let's rewind that. Not so much. <laughs> <laughs> because he wrote Space Jam A New Legacy. Oh shit. And this is his I second, didn't watch that. I was like, nope. And this is his second writing job. Oh man. It could have been worse. It could have been worse. Like that's the thing. It's not that it's not that it's like the writing is shit. It just could have used a bit more finesse. Finesse, a bit more subtlety instead of like just seeing what's gonna happen. Like before it happens. Like, um what's that homegirl that we know out, out in San Francisco? Uh, Elsie, right? Oh yeah, Elsie. Yeah, I I I had saw her post because she had saw the movie before it came out, and she was like, "Oh, the movie's like completely predictable." I was like, "It can't be that predictable." <laughs> At some point, I was like, "Wow, it's pretty predictable." <laughs> <laughs> um, even the beef that uh that Adonis and Damien have mm-hmm. is a little bit too like elementary. Yeah. Like, because Jonathan Major's character just goes hard the whole time. Yeah. Like, he, that's my thing. I think I have a thing about actors, like characters who just, they're at 11 the whole time. Mm-hmm. I hate that. Like, there's just no. Yeah, there's, there's been a number, number of recent episodes where you're just like, why do they have to go hard immediately? And the whole movie, pretty much. Like, uh-huh. you need to have, like, a little bit of, like, a softer and harder it's like mm-hmm. i feel the same way about music mm-hmm. i like music that's not crazy the whole time but it has like a switch up or like something mm-hmm. there's no ability to switch up if you're hard the whole time so with that being said um did you have i'm assuming did you have an issue with mike with uh um uh, i'm forgetting his name right now jonathan major's performance I'm not going to say that I had an issue with his performance because uh, he's a great actor. Yeah. And I think he did the best that he could with the character. Mm, okay. Um, I think it was just written like a schoolboy. Like, I get you. Yeah. Yeah. You, <coughs> I totally agree with you that Jonathan Major tried his best to work with what he had gotten. Mm-hmm. Um, like, cause there's, cause at the beginning of the movie, um, or when when Adonis and Damien like catch up, you can really tell like that dude is not right in the head. You yeah. know, like something like jail prison really fucked him up. Yeah. Um. So I get what you're saying. Um. It 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 felt kind of funny because um, him and Michael B. Jordan like there's that they're saying they're sharing that scene in the diner mm-hmm. where he's like, you know, telling him like, yeah, you know, I still got gas in the tank, I can still do this and everything. And you you get a sense. I don't know if it's. I, I can't say if it's Michael B. Jordan or maybe like the performance that can maybe convince me other convinced me of this. But kind of like you can tell he was like talking to him, but like he might have been like Michael B. Jordan's talk. Sorry, Adonis is talking to Damien, but Adonis might as well have been like ten feet away from the conversation. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And I guess maybe maybe that's... Are I you don't... saying like he didn't have enough of emotional connection to his friend that he was close with a long yeah, time ago? Yeah, yeah, I I believe that. And I also mm. think, like, I understand where Damien was coming from about, mm. like, I don't... I'm not a charity case. Yeah. But, like, they just got through the scenes where he was like, here's some money because I made some money boxing. And, like, to me, it was just, like, a weird juxtaposition. Mm-hmm. Um, where he can give, but he can't take. Uh, uh, Damien. Yeah, because I, it's because of it's an ego thing. I know. You know, like he says, like I work for my money. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I feel like that's it. I think that was like his first, like uh, Adam's first mistake. Let me throw money at this problem, kind of thing. Yeah. Also, I, I one thing, another thing that kind of bugged me. Mm-hmm. They keep bringing up the letters. Mm-hmm. And then later in the movie, that's when Adonis was like, well, I never wanted to go see him. Because the whole time, yeah. I'm like, why does he feel like he left him behind? Like, uh, if he wasn't even getting the letters, he was uh, a kid when his friend went to jail. Yeah. He obviously couldn't go fucking see him. Yeah. So then he's like, yeah, I could have gone to go see him. I'm like, so what the fuck are we watching? <laughs> you know what I think? Okay, so you know what I think? What would have made... Like everything that we're like complaining about the movie and everything, and don't get us don't get us wrong, we really did enjoy the movie, but like mm-hmm. now we're really like taking it apart. Like this didn't work, this didn't work. I think it would have. I think some of that would have worked better if they had like, and obviously these people didn't think far enough ahead mm-hmm. that if they had an idea of this person in Creed One or at least in Creed Two. Yeah, well, or like you said, make it a two parter because you can really explore their relationship. Yeah, yeah, and. Um, and also I kind of like that too, because I told you that I didn't like the fact that they really kind of gloss over Adonis's past Mm -hmm. when they could have kind of given you a better idea because in Creed one, they're calling him Hollywood or whatever. Like Mm. he doesn't know how to be a fighter because he doesn't come from the streets, but clearly he has issues Uh from being in foster homes and shit, not having a father. Yeah. And that has an impact. Like it would have been nice to see how someone with like him would really struggle with being called Hollywood when he has issues that really mm-hmm. go deep. Yeah. They didn't really do that. And, in, and in any of them. Oh, okay. I guess you're saying. Yeah. So it would have been nice to see like some of his backstory and yeah. then leading up to the fight. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Because like, uh, yeah. Cause in the first one, yeah. Like his, his backstory is like foster care his father's Apollo, his mom is dead, and then Apollo's wife like adopts him. And like mm-hmm. that's it. And like he had anger issues, but like that's it. And it seems like they focused more on him not wanting to be called Baby Creed than yeah. anything else. Like well, yeah, and then uh, I, I, Which I, is kind of okay for Creed one. Yeah. I and I because I won't give that too much fault because, you know, we find out like in Creed One, like why he's doing this. Like he wants to be like, I'm not a mistake. Oh, I want to know I wasn't a mistake or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. Um I'm saying that like if I I'm I'm saying that like if I wasn't bawling like a baby when he said that like I feel you man I feel you on that one, <laughs> um, but yeah I think I think yeah you're right like this third one could have used the time to like really get into his past mm-hmm. where like in the previous two movies they didn't so much I mean even like in uh, even like in Rocky Rocky one even Rocky two you start really getting into like Rocky's past mm-hmm. the fact that he used to be like. Uh, 
like a a bag man. He's like beat people up for money, but like he's like poor, like all this kind of stuff. You mm-hmm. know, him and Mickey has a they had a pass and everything, and um. So yeah, I think Rocky, not Rocky, uh, Creed three could have really u- utilized that, especially since like they're bringing somebody from his past. Mm-hmm. Could have got as opposed to like some of the parts in the movie, like you said, how Tessa Thompson's character is trying to like find out what happened, and mm-hmm. he's just like, I don't want to talk about it. I don't want to talk about it. Like that. Kind <laughs> I of need th- a therapy session right now. Yeah, yeah. All right. And then the funny thing is like that's that is truly like a thing in the black community. Mm-hmm. Where we like we don't really seek therapy. I mean, it's changed. It's changed over time. Mm-hmm. But how we don't seek therapy because we're seen as like weak or some shit like that. Mm-hmm. So I can understand why he was like upset. But they were like, it was like, all right, dude, like, stop being mad. Like but they kind of whitewash him though because he doesn't seem to have the same issues like mm-hmm. you're saying. Mm-hmm. Like I don't see any uh, any issues with him being black as opposed to like my dad's dead. Yeah, that's true. You know what I mean? Like, he doesn't... There's no image issues. There's no, like, I don't want to do therapy. There's no issues of, like... Mm. He's just, like, a regular guy, which is, like, kind of cool. But at the same time, that's... You know, you could write it a little differently. So, okay. So, with that being said, do you feel... Or do you think... I won't say feel. Do you think that maybe over over the the events of these three creed movies that they kind of wrote the character like put less thought in the character's like mindset or his background or like the psychology of the character yeah yeah i because I, I i kind of feel i feel like they, that kind of like diminished like how over time over time like how the character is and stuff like that um because they really wrote him as like he really was adopted by um his dad's actual wife yeah and like there's a whole like that's kind of a big thing and then Mm. after that it's like well their issues are resolved so yeah yeah what else is there nothing yeah and (laughs) and that's not to say that like they didn't do the same for the rocky movies i think the rocky movies it was done a lot worse yeah um but given today like the skill that it is to like write a script especially like how you want to make a movie that actually like hits Mm-hmm. You know, no, not no pun intended. Pun intended. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think I like Creed three could have like really taken an opportunity to be like, let's just try to be, let's let's go off from Creed one, and like go from there, as opposed to like he's successful now. You know? Yeah. Um. Dad, I feel like we've been talking shit about this movie. <laughs> well, we did say we liked the kid. Uh the boxing was good Uh we actually could really see what was being done yeah because some of it's kind of shaky in the rocky movies yeah some shaky cam shit um the acting was good for for the most part yeah you know writing aside Mm -hmm. um some of the writing was good i like the fact that they kind of kept tessa thompson's character Mm -hmm. going with the progressive hearing loss yeah, and and that she was making like a smarter move. She, yeah, she like, was producing music instead of performing her own music. Yeah. So, and and that's the thing. Like she even like touched upon like, oh, I I do still kind of miss it, but like I have my daughter and like she's she's like my main focus. Yeah. Which I was just like, okay, that makes sense where that character would would go at that point. But I like how that I do kind of like how that came about though. Yeah. Because they were arguing, and I kind of like how she kind of blew up at him. Yeah, I got you. Just like the kind of the first time she really did yeah. ever. Yeah, seriously. Um, so and uh, so, 
I know, like you said, I, I know you had some of the imagery. You had issues with some of the imagery because it was a bit too on the nose. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, I I do agree with that. But like some of the imagery, like, I mean, <sighs> okay. I, like I like what uh-huh. I, I like how it started. Okay. And then I like how it was basically them and everyone else disappeared. Yeah. So that's what I was going to get to. That to me was a dope scene. Mm-hmm. Like that like when they're fighting, it looks like like they blacked out the entire world and they're just two guys who have a lot to get out give out um get out between the two and they're just like fuck it. We're just going to like let out all this shit and get this like get past this. Mm-hmm. Um and I like how they got out of that scene, like how it transitioned back into like the real world, and it come to find out they've been fighting for like multiple rounds. Mm-hmm. Like when they started, I think they're like in the second or third round. By the time they get out, they're like in the eleventh round. Mm-hmm. You know, but what goes against that is what Kelsey said about like, oh, we're not seeing them like get fucked up, like like battle damage and shit like that. Yeah, there. So there's not a lot of damage, but no. also um, the whole. The whole gel bars thing mm-hmm. looked cheap to me. And also, like, you saw it differently than I did. Because you mm-hmm. said something about um, how he feels, like, caged in or something. Yeah, caged in with an animal. Um, but I was like, no, this is him fighting, being basically pushed into jail uh-huh. like his friend was. Oh, okay. Like, I felt like that represented d- jail that he escaped like he didn't okay. have to go because he didn't get caught. Did they? You know what? <clears throat> now, sorry. Now that you say that, I think, I think that would have that would have landed a lot better if they had shown the scene where like Adonis is in prison. There's mm-hmm. like a scene. It's in the trailer, and they like cut it out of the movie completely. But there's a scene where it's Adonis, and it might be Bianca and Amara in uh, a prison. Mm-hmm. I don't know. It is. I don't know the context of it, but like. Uh, at one point, the inmates are the inmate. The inmates are like calling Creed's name, right? Mm-hmm. And my guess is like maybe, maybe uh, Adonis goes to the the prison to understand where his friend was coming from to kind of like take a step, uh, a walk in his shoes and some shit like that. Mm-hmm. And I think that part where like Adonis got pushed against like a cage or hit hit and like hit and backed up into a cage, I think that would have landed a lot better if they had kept that scene in the movie. Mm-hmm. But it's not so. I think so, probably. Also, the whole black and white thing with the shorts—that was a, that was a bit too on the note. White hat, black hat. Like, come on, come, <laughs> come in. Yeah. Um, so some of the other imagery I liked was when uh, Adonis and Damien like hit each other at the same time, like mm-hmm. they punch each other at the same time, and I was like, "That's from Dragon Ball Z." Like, I <laughs> knew exactly where that was from. <laughs> but I did like that though too. Yeah, I like that one. Um, one thing I really wish they did work a little bit better was the relationship between him and Victor Drago. Mm-hmm. Um, cause clearly he's like, clearly Victor is like, is, is under his management team or whatever. Mm-hmm. Cause he had set up that whole fight between Victor and the Felix guy. Um, and clearly they have, they still have, they have some relationship even after the fight from mm-hmm. Creed 2. Because um, at one point Victor Victor Draga is like training uh, Adonis, like how almost like how I wouldn't say almost because they don't really go further into it, but almost like how Apollo had trained trained Rocky. Mm-hmm. I just wish they showed more of that dynamic between the two. Like how like like, like how what? deep does their 
relationship go. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. As opposed to like, oh, he's just like. He's just there. He's just there. He's going to box him up and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, so I wish that was a bit better. They, they could have put that in part one if they would have made this two-parter. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. But they didn't. So <laughs> whatever. Um, so since like these, this, trilo- this trilogy of films uh, is out now. Mm. Oh, actually, we rhyme, we rhyme real quick. I read that Ryan Coogler actually envisioned the Creed movies as a trilogy. Like he was gonna I feel like, like he's stuck in trilogy land. He likes trilogies. Yeah, but he he's never done. A trilogy. I know, but he wanted to with uh, was it Star Wars? No, that's the wrong person. That's he, Ryan Johnson. Oh. No, but there's something else that he was gonna do like a trilogy with. I thought. Uh, maybe because he's doing, he's supposedly doing the third Black Panther movie. Maybe. Maybe that's it. Um, but no, he, he had envisioned the Creed movies to be a trilogy and that he was going to direct all three, Mm -hmm. but he got busy with Black Panther and they wanted to make Creed too. So I'm like curious of like what Ryan Coogler's trilogy would have looked like. Yeah. Um, uh, what else? 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 I mean, it must suck to like be so coveted that you have to give up one childhood dream to do another yeah i know all right oh oh the pain the pain of that <laughs> i have to give up creed to do black panther what was me yo i'll give him mad props for like picking up like and don't get me wrong like rocky Balboa was like a good ending for the rocky franchise but the fact that like ryan coogler was just like no i can make it for this this generation while bringing in the new rocky mm-hmm you know, I was just like, yo, I just got some mad fucking skills. <laughs> um, so before we're, uh, oh, okay. So I have, uh, I have two other things to bring up. Well, more like one specific. Um, I feel like there's an underlying message with Creed three, um, the relationship between Adonis and Damien, uh, how these are two guys, two two guys as a young age, dealt with trauma, mm-hmm. and then how how black men are seen to deal with that and how they use their fists as opposed of like like use like as opposed to like talking about it or like really like understanding why one was not in a relationship or one why one feels abandoned and stuff like that i feel like that's i feel like that's what the movie is trying to say about like using violence to solve problems i i agree with you mm-hmm. and it but it's very like i said elementary like yeah Literally, it could be white guys too, because <laughs> like that's true. But that's you know, true. it's just like anger is kind of universal. But I don't mm-hmm. see a lot of black anger. I just see anger. Well, that's the thing. Like the public perception is like, uh, black people are like angry all the time. Well, but they dangerous. but they didn't add any context. Is what I'm saying. Yeah, no, like I, like with I, the the cops, they could have done something there. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like they just didn't touch any of it yeah i get you it's like it could have been written a bit better yeah um since like you know looks like it's the third creed film and they'll most likely made more they'll most likely make more creed movies uh what would you rank rank the creed movies like one two and three two one three two one three mm-hmm. really mm-hmm. why is two no so you're saying two's number one mm-hmm Creed, Creed 1 is number 2. Mm-hmm. And Creed 3. Mm-hmm. Why 
number why is number two on the top spot? Explain yourself, woman. <laughs> it might kind of sound dumb, but I okay. I like his transition from the world is very much about him mm-hmm. to have this new kid and the baby, him watching her the, for the first time mm-hmm. on his own, mm-hmm. kind of woke him up mm-hmm. and want to fight again. Like, I have something or someone that's, like, really worth my time and fighting for. Okay. And so I kind of like his his growth out of being, like, this selfish guy and, like, mm-hmm. into, you know, I want to win. I Like, I want to be something greater than what I am now. Okay. So that's why I like that one. I don't know. I like the overall message, and I like the fact that he has, like, a new family, too, that he's trying to, like, hmm. navigate that. Okay. Uh, so for me, uh, Creed 1 is top spot. Mm-hmm. Like, I love Creed 1 because it is it is a guy who's really trying to step out of the shadows of his father. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, even, like... In Creed One, he doesn't even go by like Adonis Creed. He goes by uh, Johnson, Adonis Johnson, mm-hmm. because he's just like I don't want to be known as a Creed. I want to build my own legacy and stuff like that. Um, and him getting in the him actually getting into the ring and being like, "This is what my father did." Like I'm getting like an actual feel for it. You know, mm-hmm. I thought I thought I knew my shit, like how he beat up the uh, the character, the boxer in the first one. But then he he like hits he gets that hard truth like knocked into his head mm. in in the big climactic uh, fight. Yeah. So number one, second one is number three. Really? Yeah, because I for all what we said, I like that we got into his a little bit more into his past, mm-hmm. into his upbringing, um, and that he was somebody who's been running from his past this entire time. Mm-hmm. So I did enjoy that, which is why I put Creed two. Number three, because Creed two just really looked like, oh, this is like, because it, it seemed like an opera. Like, they, did it feel like filler to you for Creed two? Yeah, it. I don't know. I don't want to say. I don't want to say it's filler. I just see it as low hanging fruit. That's how I view three. Really? Yeah, it's just like uh-huh. the like we've already said. Like they have like these two people that were friends as kids and now they're not due to circumstance and like all the the um what's it called um on the nose bullshit Mm -hmm. they just don't they gloss over things too much but with two i feel like at least he's like he's growing and like i don't know it seems like he's trying to like really outgrow um his Mm -hmm. issues with his father and create too, mm-hmm. and become a father mm-hmm. of his own. Okay, um, I, but that's the the reason why I see low hanging fruit is like that that Drago part. That, that oh, was, because they didn't wait. They didn't wait. That's like, and I'm not saying like in the first in the first Rocky movie they had the Drago idea like okay we part four we're gonna do this right. <laughs> but see that's the thing like Ivan Drago is very significant to the Rocky world mm-hmm. because one it like it killed. Drago killed Apollo, who like was Rocky's. It was the person who helped Rocky become Rocky, right? Mm-hmm. Not even just like his his first start, but also was able to give him the title, retrain him to like change his whole perspective on like this is how I got to do my boxing now because there are people out there who are savages and shit like that. And the idea that like his friend is like dead, right? That's like a very emotional like holy shit kind of thing in the Rocky movies. Um, 
And with this, with like bringing in Drago so soon in Rocky 2, I'm just like, yo, you gotta like save that to be like, holy shit, like Rocky's past. Not only has he dealt with his past, now he's gotta deal with Rocky's past. He's gotta deal with the legacy behind him that he's trying to like create. Mm-hmm. So that, I think that's why, honestly, I think that's why, like, to me, Rocky 2 is, I'm Rocky 2, <laughs> Creed 2 is like, <laughs> is like my third favorite. Gotcha. You're wrong. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, <coughs> excuse me. We spent right. too much time on that. Hey, we were talking about we we're talking about a, a movie, you know, a good one. A movie, like a we movie. always do, every movie. We're talking about a movie. Um, I, 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 I. Hold up. Oh, damn, Kelsey. I know you're bored, but sorry. I'm not bored. I'm tired. It's only nine thirty. All right, so uh, what do we got next? Next, we're going to do our variety time. Yeah, we have shit to say about the Rocky movies. Like, lots of shit. Fighting words. <laughs> fighting words? Yeah. Um, we have fighting words to say. Okay. Uh, so since the, since we talked about Creed, and uh, leading up to Creed 3, Kelsey and I watched all of the Rocky, all the Rocky movies. One, two, three, four, five of Balboa, like leading up to like Creed 3. Mm-hmm. So we're going to break down which Rocky movies are our favorite. Mm-hmm. Uh, you want to go first? Sure. Okay. Uh, I like Rocky one the most. Okay. Just because it introduces you into the world and like, it's an underdog story, it's mm-hmm. a love story. Um, he's trying to get away from his current living situation. Mm-hmm. Um, he's almost already kind of living in the future. Okay. He he's doing, he's still doing the, the hurting people for money thing mm-hmm. but it feels like it's in his past because he, he's like already wanting to be beyond it yeah um and like he's living poor and he wants to come up in in the world um so like rocky one's my favorite okay um i like rocky two like two favorite? would be my second one okay um, just because he goes up against Apollo again, and like mm-hmm. you, because in the first one you can kind of see that he's a little uh egotistical, but in the second one you really kind of see it. Yeah, and you know, kind of he's not a saint. Mm-hmm. Um, the Rocky Four is my third favorite. Okay, all right. Because obviously Ivan Drago, and that's like a pretty um. That's a pretty epic fight. An epic fight and pretty emotional and mm-hmm. um like you you really get to like Apollo. Yeah. Um <laughs> for like the first fifteen minutes of the movie. <laughs> um which one's the one uh which one's the one with um Maria? Maria? The one who has the son that he's like Oh, that's Balboa. Okay. 
I know that's my least favorite one. Really? I fucking hate that one. You hate Rocky Balboa? Yes. Even more than Rocky Five? Rocky Five at least to me had some entertainment value. Shocked. <laughs> fucking <laughs> shocked. I think Rocky Three is next after Rocky Four? Uh, yeah. Okay, so that's your fourth place one, okay. Mm-hmm. Damn. I'm almost offended. Are you? Yeah. <laughs> I told you I had issues with that one when I watched it. Balboa? Yeah, and then mm-hmm. I was laughing because... Because of the ending, yeah. And you never told me that you watched it or what you thought about that. Uh, okay. So, so yeah, I, I agree with you. That that ending part where, like, he fades away after, like... See, it is it is pretty corny. When he walks away from Adrian's grave, he, like, puts up his fist and, like, fades away and stuff like that. <laughs> um, it is pretty corny, but, like, I, I, I was able to look at it within, like, from a filmmaking standpoint. Him fading away is, like, okay, cool, like... That's the end of the that's franchise. The, that's the end of the franchise, like, Rocky died peacefully or something like that. Even though it's shot, it's shot kind of funny. <laughs> To me, it's like why that's worse than a freeze frame. Yeah, I think freeze frame is pretty bad. Yeah, but, uh, but <laughs> I don't think so because it's like at no point would anyone uh-huh. ever just dissolve into thin air yeah. just because it's the end of a movie. <laughs> okay. I, don't, I don't care what movie it is. Okay, okay, okay. So, okay, so you like Rocky Five? Uh-huh. Why, why? What? What? What are the things that you like of Rocky? fucking five the mullet tommy <laughs> i no that's that is I not, like it that's I'm, not acceptable no no i like it because i hate it <laughs> <laughs> so stupid okay so you refer to tommy gun's mullet mm-hmm. okay um for me it's really he he's i think it's the first look you get at him trying to train somebody mm-hmm and how I guess he can't really fit the shoes of Mickey. Okay. And um, how it kind of goes bad on him. And Tommy Gunn is like. It's like tempted by like fame and shit like that. He is tempted by fame. Uh-huh. And Rocky kind of does the thing that Creed does at, in Creed 3. What, what does he do with the thing in Creed 3? Where it's like. You gotta wait. You gotta wait. Oh, okay. But Rocky drew it out way too fucking long in this one, which I also found kind of funny. Okay. <laughs> because, like, he kind of deserved everything Tommy Gunn was saying to him. So it seems like you like Rocky Five more than Balboa, because you're just like, this movie's just funny. Like It is funny. Okay. It's like our brand of funny. And also, <laughs> I just don't like Balboa, because it's very stilted. Okay. And, like, that whole Maria and her son arc was really fucking weird. So, okay, so I, I will admit the Maria and son arc, for me, it didn't really work out too well. I felt like it should, it, one, it, it, it either should have been dropped, or two, it should have really been re- reworked. Maybe even, like, not even have the son in it, because the son added, like, nothing to that They completely to that just ignore him for, like, half the film. Yeah. I really don't like that movie. What? Why? What else do you know? He just, it's just Rocky moping around. And like, okay. he might as well be friends with the pigeons. Okay. Like, 
It has no entertainment value for me. Also, okay. Also, the guy that uh, he ends up fighting when he's like, you know, too old to fucking fight for real. Uh huh. Is a black guy called Mason Dixon. Uh, let me let me get the guy's full name because his name is just not Mason Dixon. Uh, you know, Mason the Line Dixon. That is, that is pretty stupid. <laughs> like I don't know. I'm to me. I'm like why? I think a, definitely a white person wrote it because why would a black guy ever choose Mason Dixon as his name? Mason the Line Dixon. That is a pretty bad name, and it's Stallone. It's Stallone wrote that script. Yeah. <laughs> um. <laughs> anything else you want to add before I go through my list? Also, Polly is really fucking sad. Everything about that movie is depressing. Okay. <laughs> but, like, you, but you like depressing shit. Yeah, but like realistic depressing, not like... You didn't think that was realistic depressing? I don't want to see that in a Rocky movie. Okay. There's a difference, okay. right? Like like the way Creed... Uh-huh. We're definitely not in the spoiler section, so I can't say a whole lot, but... Yeah. That could have been realistic and gone a different way. Mm-hmm. And it didn't, mm. and it could have benefited from that. The which, which Creed Creed one two three three okay. This one doesn't have any really hard hitting things. It's just like he's moping around, and Polly is angry and like giving uh, up on life. Like it's just like watching sad people all day. It's not. It there's no emotional ups and downs. It's just everything sucks all the time. Hmm. Okay, I'm gonna hold on to my thoughts and talk about that on my list. <laughs> That's it. That's it on my list. Okay, so uh, for me, it's it's Rocky One. Uh huh. I do like Rocky One because you're right. It is an underdog story. Uh, it's a dude who's trying to like change his life, trying to come out of the gutter, and the only way how, the only way how, the only way he knows how to do that is to like literally and figuratively like fight his way out. Mm-hmm. So I do enjoy that. Um, I, the relationship between him and Adrian are kind of problematic. Yeah, totally. Um, like very, not even kind of. Yeah, it, it prob- is. Yeah, like that part where like he like takes her to his apartment and he's like, kind of giving her like this idea like if you don't if we don't make out I might hurt you kind of like. Thing. Yeah, like I have you in my apartment. Like, you know, I'm gonna. You don't want to do anything with me, but I'm gonna convince you to because I know you want. Yeah, because look at these muscles and shit like that. You know. Yeah. Um, and I like I I do like the relationship between him and Mickey, uh, because Mickey's like, like Rock, like you're not a boxer, like you're not you're you're like a you're a bruiser, but you're not a boxer, mm-hmm. you know, and and Mickey kind of like as the movie goes on, Mickey's just like, I was in the ring, I got fucked up, I don't want this to happen to you. You're a good kid, blah 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 blah, and all that kind of stuff. But then Mickey like realizes like, no, I gotta like. The best way to protect him because he's going to get into that fight anyway. It's to like train him. Yeah, you know. Then like then it's like the great montages and shit like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I'll I I forgot to mention. In all the Rocky movies, except maybe like five. Um, there's a montage of him running. Like part part of the montage is him running mm-hmm. really fast. Even in the Creed movies, there's always a part in the montage where they're running really yeah. fast. <laughs> yeah. Um. So yeah, for me, Creed 1. 
Though Ember- I think the Rocky movies did the running better than the Creed movies. Yeah. Yeah, there's a, there's a there's this really dope scene in Rocky 2 where he's like running. And uh is it that one or is it the first? It's one of the Rocky movies where he's like running next to like a ship. He's like running on the grounds of a shipping yard and he's like fucking like booking it, right? Mm-hmm. And the you oh, can That's t- one or two. That's one of the two. I think that's one. Yeah. I feel like that might be one, but then again, it might be two. No, I think it's one because I think it was when he was supposed to beat Apollo the first time. Okay. Yeah, he's like really running and shit like that. And what I read is like they had to be in a van to like shoot it just to keep up with him. Oh, wow. And he was like really fucking like going at it and shit like that. Um, so like that, like to me, that that's pretty, that's impressive. Not just like that part, but just like the, the tra- it's like a really great training montage, right? Mm-hmm. So the second one. For me, it's Rocky Three. Okay, I really like Rocky Three, and here's why: Rocky Two is just like a redux of Rocky One. Like, mm. like oh, like you know, because then Rocky One ends, like Rocky like loses, right? And Rocky Two, you're just kind of like, oh, like this is what happens if he won. You know, if like Apollo actually was like took his shit seriously, mm-hmm. right? This that's like the only thing they like tweak a little bit, and then Adrian has a kid. That's it. That's the only thing they like they really tweak. Yeah, but Adrian also ends up in a coma. That's true, but like you could have done that in Rocky One. Same thing. I guess. Um, so that's why. So the reason why I like Rocky Three is like if they skipped over, it's like it's like it's like they did this. In Rocky 1, he wins the fight. You can skip over Rocky 2 and then show the fame affecting him and him losing his edge, which mm-hmm. would make a lot of sense, right? And then he meets Clever Lane. Clever Lane beats the shit out of him. And he really goes through, like, heartache because Mickey dies. He loses his title. He's seen as embarrassment. He thinks, like, I don't know. He, like, he really has, like, self-doubt of, like, I don't think I can do this anymore because, you know, he gets he gets revealed that, like, the people he fought were, like, well past their prime they were like easy targets and shit like that and he gets hit with reality literally with a fist <laughs> actually isn't rocky 2 the one where he like can't do the commercial right yeah um i guess i i think that i'm with you on that actually rocky 3 being second best yeah plus I like the fact that, like, he gets his training from Apollo, and Apollo makes, like, Apollo takes what he, what Rick, with Mickey showed him, and he just goes, like, okay, I'm just going to have you improve on it, and I'm going to teach you some new moves and stuff like that, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there's the montage between, uh, with Rocky, Apollo's training Rocky. I really like that montage. That montage is, like, really pushing yourself to like a new height a new uh push yourself past the limit of what you already know yeah um even though like the end of that montage is them running yeah and they do the freeze frame <laughs> at the end it's funny because i'm like it they're gonna do a freeze frame yeah <laughs> and, and i was waiting for it and i'm like oh maybe not and then they did it and we started laughing <laughs> uh also the reason why uh i like number well to go back to rocky one why it's Top one is like that last fight is fucking brutal. Yeah. Like Rocky gets fucked up like real badly, right? Mm-hmm. So in Rocky three, now it now it, it starts getting ridiculous, right? Like Rocky three is like when the Rocky movies just start getting like crazy and shit, like making no sense, right? Yeah, Hulk Hogan in it called 
Thunderlips. Yeah, Thunderlips, right. <laughs> oh, and also, also, Mr. T as Clubber Lang, just beautiful. Just like, I'm going to mess you up, son, blah, blah, blah. Like, when I saw him acting like that, I was like, yo, he got that from Muhammad Ali. Muhammad Ali used to, like, really fuck with his opponents like that. Yeah. Not, not as brutal, but, like, he, he was like... I'm gonna mess this man up because I'm I'm the pretty boy Muhammad Ali, like all this kind of stuff. I'm gonna make him uglier than me because that's my job, you know, all that kind of <laughs> shit, right? So I love Mr. T as Clubber Lang, right? Mm-hmm. I love that final fight, and it's two reasons. One, because Rocky has been yeah he got his ass kicked, and now he's like, like his whole perspective, his his whole, his mode is like I'm ready. Like I got, I got that eye of the tiger. Jesus Christ! <laughs> and also, this is the only Rocky movie. Uh, well, besides Creed One, this is the only Rocky movie where you're with the entire fight. It's mm-hmm. not. It's not a series of montages. It's like there's three fights. Um, I'm sorry, there's three rounds in the final fight, and like you, you go each round with them. Like, mm-hmm. the full extent, right? And I love the fact that, like, Clover Lang, like, beat the shit out of Rocky in round two. And maybe, like, round three. Um, and Rocky just, like, I'm going to do the same. I'm going to knock your ass out. <laughs> <laughs> so I, so that's why, I like, that's one of the reasons why I like Creed, uh, not Creed, uh, Rocky three. Um, what's the next one? All right. Third spot, Rocky four. What was my third spot? Uh, your third spot was Rocky Four. Nice. I love Rocky Four. I grew up watching Rocky Four. Oh, I've seen Rocky Four more times than I've seen any of any of the other Rocky movies. Right. Mm-hmm. A couple of the reasons why. One, the movie has a series of like music videos that plays out. Oh yeah. In that one. <laughs> um, two, Dolph Lundgren as Ivan Drago. It's just a beast in this movie he's like the fucking russian terminator right i like the fact that his character has little to no dialogue except for uh i must break you and <laughs> do the yun like that's it that's the only thing he says in english i must break you oh no 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 I take that back i must break you if he dies he dies <laughs> <laughs> and to the end <laughs> that's it he says like a couple things in russian but his wife Talks for him the whole time. Oh, Bridget Nielsen? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Just that line. <laughs> if he dies, he dies. <laughs> <laughs> but the the montage in, in Rocky Four is it's actually pretty dope. I like that montage. I don't see how it does I don't see how it makes him a better fighter. No. In in the in in, in when he fights against Ivan Drago. Mm-hmm. I mean they, they do like the the montage like ju- juxtaposed to like Ivan Drago's montage, like of him getting like writing shit like that. Mm-hmm. But I feel like I feel like in the fight between him and Ivan Drago, Rocky just get, gets hit hit in the head a lot. I know. <laughs> like just do 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 like nonstop. Gets That's one thing that bothered me. It was like in Rocky Two, I think it was. Uh-huh. They're like, "Oh, you're blind in your right eye." <laughs> oh yeah, cut me, Mick. Yeah. Yeah, but then no, not not in the first one, but it was like in two. I think that he they're like, "You can't fight." Uh-huh. And then you never hear about it again because in the next movie he's fine. Yeah. Then in another movie they're like you're punchy. Uh. But then he could fight again in the next one. Like what the heck? Yeah, that's true. Also, um, oh, I can't believe I forgot what I was gonna say about Rocky Three. 
Oh, another thing I like about Rocky Three, just to kind of go back. Another thing I like about Rocky Three is that when you see the montage of him training, you can actually see what he learned to fight up against Clever Lane. Mm-hmm. Like certain techniques he was doing, I was like, okay, cool. He's using these techniques in like certain like positions during Rocky uh, Three at the end of Rocky Three, right? Mm-hmm. And like I said, Rocky Four, all the training he went through to get stronger and everything, he just gets hit in the head a lot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so yeah, that's why I like Rocky Four. Um, the four spot is Rocky Two, um, but like I said, Rocky Two is just like a it's just like a re a redux of Rocky One. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, except for like the fights is, is a bit more serious, and that's about it. Like that that part always kind of like bothered me where like they were both on the canvas and they were counting to like ten, mm-hmm. and it's just like Rocky got up faster. Oh yeah, like that was it. You yeah. Know? So that that actually would actually bothered me. Um. So that's that's what's it. number four is Rocky. Two. Mm-hmm. Number five is Rocky Balboa, and here's why. Here's why. Calm down. But at least it's not higher up like you made me think it was gonna be. Now I should put it on number one just to irritate you. <laughs> <laughs> no. Okay. Here's why I like Rocky Balboa. Okay, and I actually like it a lot. Okay, here's so much so that it's number five. I look Rocky Four has a special place in my heart. Uh. Rocky Three is a bit inspirational, you know, Mm -hmm. and the fight's a lot better. Um, but in to me, Rocky Balboa, the reason why it's lower is one. I'm not saying it's unbelievable that this old geriatric boxer is going to fight this young guy. Because that's happened before between George Foreman and I can't remember who was the boxer he he fought. George Foreman was like in his forties, and he had like a title shot, and people thought like this is like ridiculous. I remember seeing the promos for this fight too. People thought like George Foreman was, was not going to last. George Foreman went into like maybe like round nine, and he like clocked the opponent, his opponent, and he won like the title mm. at the age of like four. He's like considered like the oldest boxer to get to get the heavyweight title. So I'm not saying that's not unbelievable, but like within the context of this movie, it really doesn't make any sense. Yeah. Um, But see, I like the fact that the movie, like, it shows like where Rocky has gone to and the fact that like he's had all this fame and like it seems like this legendary boxer. But it seems like like it seems like so long ago where he was like the level that he it, it seems so long ago. That, like, it's made him, like, depressed. And especially, like, the fact that Adrian's dead. That mm. was, like, the love of his life. So you can understand. So I can understand, like, why that would, like, fuck him up. Um, What was your... What, what did you say about Polly? He's, like, old and sad and, like, he's really fucking angry. Like, off the rails angry. All the time. What? Okay. So I can... Like, I feel like he's losing his mind. I can... Be forgiven for the Polly angle because he's been like this loser this entire li- his entire life, and like now he's like finally dealing with it and he doesn't know how to handle it. I just feel like he's been a piece of shit the whole time, uh, and and by the time he's losing his mind, I'm like I have no sympathy for you. Hurry up and fucking die already. I kind of agree with you with that, especially what happened in Rocky Five. The reason why like they're all broke is because yeah. of Polly. So I can. I can see that, but it's still. I get. I guess because I'm more forgiven. I'm just like, wow. Well, you're poor kind Paul. of like 
you're like that with people in general. Like, no, it's not that bad. Or I could see where they're coming from, even though you should just be like, no, leave me alone. Yeah, cut them <laughs> off. Yeah. <laughs> um. So I and I, and I like the fact that like if they had never made the Creed, mo- Creed movies, this would have been like the end of Rocky. Like I like the fact that like we see the character where he where he is like now. Mm. Um, oh, and the fact that he like he like um, he like was able to get a relationship with his son. That's another aspect of the movie I did like mm. that his the relationship between him and his son were like strained, and then like where his son's like I don't know where you get back in the ring, and Rocky says like. Like it's inside me. I can't stop doing this, you know. Even though it's a, it's dangerous, it's just like a part of me. And if I, it, you, you get a sense that like, if he died in the ring, that's how he would want to go out. Yeah. So you know that's one of many reasons why I like Rocky Balboa. Rocky Five is my least favorite. Here's why. Do you not like the film, or it's just your least favorite? <sighs> Isn't aren't they one of the same? No. All right. You can like the film and just, or at least not hate it. Okay. I don't like the movie at all. Okay. It's so cringe. And it's like, this is the 90s. This is how we can do it. Here's rap music. And like, it's so fucking dumb. This feels like Aliens 3 all over again. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Aliens 3 is of its time. You're right. You're right. Rocky 5. No, no, I'm talking about me liking the thing uh-huh. that is clearly bad. Uh-huh. That's from the '90s. Yeah, that you're like, what? You like that yeah, one? Yeah, well, yeah. Like I said, and, and my my argument for Alien Three was like it's clearly of its time, like mm-hmm. of like the '90s, you know, where it's like, and it's a David Fincher. Even David Fincher hates Alien Three. He's like, <laughs> fuck that movie. Um, so like, I don't like I don't like Rocky Five, and like. The whole thing with Tommy Gunn, it's like, I do like the fact that, like, it, it blew up in Rocky's face, but, like, like that part where, like, Tommy Gunn won his first match, and he's like, what's going on? Why don't people like me? Blah, 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 blah. And he's like, because you're fucking Tommy. That's why, you fucking moron. Mm. Like, you swear, you swear he got punched in the head too many times. <laughs> and it's too much, like, like his promoter. I forgot his promoter's name, but I was just like, oh, this is the Don King promoter guy. Like, okay, we, we got it. We fucking got it. Stallone. Um, and then even like the 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 last fight between the two, mm-hmm. it's like a street fight. And I like that. I hated it. I hated that street fight. Here's why, right? So in Rocky One, we knew him as like like as a brawler, right? As somebody who would like beat up people to for, to get money, right? But we didn't know the extent of like his skills as a brawler, right? All we know is that he can like fight and take punches, right? Mm-hmm. And Rocky Five, there's a scene and it like it just irks me so much where him and like Tommy Gunn has like fucked him up, like beat him to like where he should quit, and Balboa picks up. He's like, all right, one more round, and like Tommy Gunn comes at him, and Rocky does this thing where he like dies for his legs and like twists his body to like trip him. Mm-hmm. And I was like, where did Rocky learn that move? Like, that makes no fucking sense for him to make that move. It's, it's, but it was cool, though. No, it wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> Remember that time where you're like, hey, you know, that character's supposed to be, right? It's supposed uh, to be like this other person. Yeah, it's supposed to be Don King. And yeah, yeah. And, and you're like, Don King? And I'm like, who? Yeah. <laughs> and you're like, don't tell me you didn't. <laughs> You don't know who that is. Don King. 
<laughs> and I looked him up. I'm like, I don't know. I've never seen him before. That's not the reason why I hate Rocky Five. Because <laughs> you didn't know who Don King was. No. <laughs> but yeah, I don't. It's so bad. Like, the music sucks. Stallone's trying so hard for, like, these Dutch angles and shit like that. Like, let me see. Did it? Because I know he directed Rocky Five. Um, I'm assuming he wrote the script for Rocky Five as well. Um, computer's taking forever. Okay. Rocky Five. Even that promo pick sucks. Oh, no. He didn't direct it. So he wrote it. But the guy who directed it was John G. Avelston. Such a household name. I know, right? Uh, he's done... Oh, my God. <laughs> he directed the first Rocky. Really? Yeah. So it's like, dude, what the fuck happened to you? Geriatric cinematic of uh, John Avildsen's Rocky. His name is Sylvester Stallone. He's the star of a new film called Rocky. He's been described as tough, handsome, talented, sexy, sensitive, dynamic, brilliant. He's been compared to Nicholson, De Niro, and Brando, but he is Rocky. He's the man who could be loved by only one woman because somehow she gets beneath the pain. He's every nobody who ever needed somebody. Rocky, do you believe that America is the land of opportunity? Yeah. This film came out in 1976, and the synopsis is a small-time Philadelphia boxer gets a supremely rare chance to fight the world heavyweight champion... Uh, in about in which he strives to go the distance for his self-respect. Whoever wrote that fucking synopsis <laughs> should be murdered. It's a serious run-on. It's not just a serious run-on. It has no flow. Like A small-time Philadelphia boxer gets a supremely rare chance to fight the world heavyweight champion in a bout in which he strives to go the distance for his self-respect. <laughs> but also, like I thought it said... He, uh, rare chance to fight the world and then heavyweight and then champion. Like, to me, it was like, fight the world? <laughs> anyway. <sighs> it's directed by John Avildsen. <laughs> it's written by Sylvester Stallone and it stars Sylvester Stallone, Talia Shire, which, you know, when I looked her up, I didn't realize that she was actually, um, the daughter of, uh, Francis Ford Coppola. Yeah. Yep. Um, Burt Young, Carl Weathers, and Burgess Meredith. So, Rocky. Yeah. Is she uh, Nicolas Cage's sister or aunt? I believe that's her. That's his aunt. Oh. Um, well, like, like, okay, so here's a Wikipedia synopsis. Uh, Rocky Balboa, a poor small-time club finder and loan shark debt collector... Gets, a, gets an unlikely shot at the World Heavyweight Championship held by Apollo Creed. I feel like that's way better. Seriously. <laughs> the, only thing, the only thing I took out was in the film. So if you just cut off, if you just have Rocky Balboa, put it in the, like to the end, boom. 
smooth. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, Rocky. Um, no one gives a shit about that Wikipedia entry. No. Which everyone cares about is what Kelsey think about Rocky. What I want to know. Uh-huh. Where's Bullwinkle? <laughs> <laughs> I feel like you came up with that joke and you gave yourself like a physical high five like yeah and was like I can't wait to tell that joke to Mark. No, I literally just thought about it two seconds ago. <laughs> you just kept it there. Just kept it there. Um, Pretty much all my jokes I think of like on the fly. Ah oh, man, that's not a good thing. And you can't tell either. <laughs> Well, now you told me. No, Shit. you can tell. Yeah. Um, so, Kelsey, what did, what did you think of Rocky? This is this is the first time you've seen this movie, right? Because I know some movies that you might have seen and, you know. Yeah, it's the first time I saw the first Rocky. I think I've seen the second one before. Okay. But not the first one. Okay, so what did you think of, what did you think of this Rocky movie? I like it. Okay. I think it's realistic. Um, Rocky's anger at the world. Mm-hmm. Like, he has... A level of like chip on his shoulder. Mm. Um, Mickey doesn't want to help him um, until he gets this fight with Carl Weathers, and then he then he's like, not Carl Weathers, Apollo. No, he fights Carl Weathers. <laughs> um, then Mickey's like, oh, I want to help you, and Ricky's like, Why? I wasn't shit to you like two hours ago. Hey, you like, said Ricky. Did I say Ricky? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's okay. It's not as funny because you're like Mickey, and then Ricky gets mad. <laughs> I'm in pain. Okay, it's okay. Wait, was it uh, what did what did what did Rocky say to Creed? Uh, you got to fight through this pain because you like the pain. You deserve this pain. Yeah. You like this pain. You deserve this pain. Yeah, definitely. I definitely <laughs> love it. Um, sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. You did. Okay, so continue. Um, the love story, as cringe as it is. Oh, between Rocky and Adrian? Yeah. You mean not between Polly and Rocky? <laughs> Definitely Polly and Rocky. Oh, okay. That's why he brings them into the, the meat plant, because he's like, you want to see my meat, Stop. don't you? Oh, my God. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Go, just talk about the fucking movie. <laughs> Comedy gold. <laughs> all right yeah okay. so the cringe cringe relationship between rocky and adrian uh-huh uh, um i actually like their relationship uh even though as we mentioned before in the variety time it's it can be problematic it can be yeah. well it's not that it can be the entire relationship is mm-hmm. problematic mm-hmm. but i like how hard he's trying anyway like yeah He's not trying to be look like a dirty guy. Uh, I think he just honestly is pretty stupid. Yeah, yeah. Um, but there's that whole, like, he has to save her. She's too shy to see anyone else. Like, uh-huh. um, her brother's an asshole. Polly? Yeah. Yeah, Polly's a piece of shit. Um, so it's definitely like that whole, like, oh, save her type thing. Mm-hmm. Um... I do think it's funny that the one guy who was like with um with his boss was like take her to the zoo. Oh, cuz retards like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
thought that was funny. Yeah. Oh, and then what happens in Rocky 2 is he takes you to the zoo. Seriously. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you know they did that shit on purpose. Oh, yeah, I don't doubt that. I don't doubt that at all. <laughs> um, What else? I like how dirty everything looks. Like It is very grimy. It is very, like... Um, from what I read, they did a lot of gor- gorilla uh, filming, like that scene where like Rocky's like the the famous scene where Rocky's running through the through the market. Mm-hmm. They had no permits. People were just like, "What the fuck?" Like just like, why are they filming this guy running? Mm-hmm. There's even a scene where like somebody throws an apple at Rocky and he like catches it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was like that was improvised. Like that nobody expected that to happen. Yeah. Um, no, felt like it really was grimy, and yeah. I think it's cleaner now, but it's still grimy. Yeah, I've been to Philly one time. Oh, really? Philadelphia? I went one time with a school for a school trip. Uh, uh-huh. I don't remember why, but <laughs> they they got put on the freeway. Here's Philly, come back. <laughs> I think it had something to do with um, my pastry class or something, because someone wanted to buy some chef knives or something. And they took you all the way to Philly to buy chef knives. I lived in Pennsylvania. It wasn't that far. Okay. All right. Philadelphia was on the correct side of the state where I was living. Oh, okay. Pittsburgh would have been a pain in the ass because yeah. that's on the other side of the state. Gotcha. Um, yeah, like the... Yeah, even though this movie's been like restored to look like a lot clean, so it, it does still come off like raw and grimy, like definitely over its time and stuff like that. Like, this, this, this movie came out in 1976, and the 70s is like my favorite decade of film. Because filming, like, filmmakers were just like, we're just going to go fucking crazy. We're going to show you, like, some dark shit, but we're going to, like, elevate filmmaking, Mm -hmm. you know? And, I mean, there's a reason why this movie is, like, so well-loved. Because it's it's an inspirational story where a guy who's living in the gutter, he gets this one chance to, like, get out of the gutter, and he, like, takes it. And Mm -hmm. even though, like, Rocky loses the match, he, like, earns, like, a lot of people's respect. And it's just doing what essentially he's like born to do, which is like fight. Yeah. Um. So I, I believe this. Let me see. I think this is Sylvester Stallone's like first role mm-hmm. in a in a feature film. What did you think of his performance uh, in the movie? I like it. Mm-hmm. I could see why. Well, I thought most of it was kind of dumb. <laughs> okay. <laughs> what? <laughs> Why? Why was it dumb? I actually don't think he had that great of a performance because his character okay. looks a fucking idiot. Uh, um, all right, so I think that about Rocky. Rocky. Stallone was acting in a bunch of movies, but they were like uncredited extras and shit like that. Mm. Um, let me see. Oh yeah, he was in Death Race two thousand. I remember that. Yeah. Anyway, so like he's in a movie called Mandingo. He, his 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 role is lynching witness. Shit. I know. Uh, but Rocky Rocky was like his first like starring role. Mm-hmm. So you know he's got some acting underneath the belt. Mm. But would you say it's it was shitty? No, I didn't say it was shitty. What'd you say about it? No, you were asking me about his acting. Okay. And I said his acting was, he, like, mostly just walks around and he's a retard. Like, <laughs> he's stupid. I think that's, I, I, I mean, clearly, like, that's the point. 
I don't think so. Really? I think it was unironically written that way. Okay, I can see that. Like, I, I can see that. Like, and he has, like, he has this moments where it's really good acting. Like, one of my favorite parts was when he was talking to Mickey and he started yelling at him. Like, he, you could really feel the agony in him. And, and so I think it yeah. is earned, like, that this is a good film and stuff. Uh, I just think, like, you can kind of only take so much of, like, a macho kind of slow person r- walking through the city saying stupid shit. Oh, uh, okay. You know what I mean? No, I get you. I get you. I'm just looking at Rock. God damn it, I gotta stop saying it. I was. I keep looking at Sylvester <laughs> Stallone's like credits and stuff like that. I'm like, Dang, he's written a lot of shit, mm. like a lot of stuff. Anyway, um, so okay, so so I'm of two minds. One when he, one he really plays a dumb guy very well. And this I movie? actually think he is a dumb guy. Okay, so I don't think he's a dumb guy. In real life, I don't think he's a dumb guy. That's not what I'm saying. I'm saying that the character is written so well uh-huh. that I think that he probably gets looked at like he is a dumb guy. Oh, Stallone? Yeah. Oh, no, no. Yeah, no. <clears throat> I No, I, I totally agree with you. A lot of people... Um, a lot of people don't actually know that, like... One, he's actually, like, an accomplished director, and he's actually an accomplished writer. Mm-hmm. And... I think if if I remember correctly, all his thing, all of, everything he's written has been turned into a movie, so mm. that tells you something. And some of them, are, like they've they've gone like f- for like the fran- like he's built franchise out of franchise and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think with Rocky, with the first Rocky, it's like a good indication. Even though he plays a guy who's like really dumb, I think that kind of left a, that left a mark on him. Mm-hmm. That people were just like, oh, he's dumb because. He, one of his most well-known characters is like a dumbass. <laughs> well, has he played anything like really good? Like as a performance-wise? Yeah. He did this movie called Copland, where he like acted his ass off. Yeah. So I'll I'll, I'll say that. Um, I would I, be curious to watch some of that stuff. And I'll even say like some of the Creed movies. Um, I think his acting is really well done in, in those movies. I think so too, but he's uh. so slow. He's still very slow. Yeah. Um. Oh yeah, I forgot he was in Guardians of the Galaxy. Oof. I'm looking at I'm looking at his his, his IMDb page. It's like a lot of action films and shit like that. Yeah. <laughs> um. All right. Um. So, what, anybody else in the performance wise that you enjoyed? There weren't very many people. It was either Rocky, Talia, or well, there was what's his name, Meredith Burgess. Burgess Meredith? Yeah. He was a one note wonder. Oh, because he's like screaming while he's screaming the whole time. (laughs) And I already thought he was old enough to die at the end of that movie, and he went on for like three or four more. Yeah, he like lived another 30 years. (laughs) (laughs) What the fuck? Um He has an interesting name. I actually think the guy who played Polly, um what's the cat's name? Burt Young? Mm-hmm. Oh, he's not, like in real life. He's not really a drunk, right? Matter of fact, I think I read correctly. He used to be a boxer, like an actual boxer. Mm-hmm. He sure plays a drunk very well. <laughs> I'll give him that. He perform. He does that world excellent. <laughs> I saw him and I was like, "Wow! I bet you, uh, Mo from The Simpsons was oh, based, based on, on him." I know, right? We looked it up and nope. Yeah, but he yeah. really looks like him. Yeah, the way how he acts and stuff like that, and how like angry he is. I'm like, yeah, I can see that being Mo. 
Yeah, plus the alcohol. <laughs> yeah. Uh, any comments on the on the directing? I want to talk about like the directing before we get into writing because that's what the movie's really known for. Um, what's your opinion on the directing? I thought the directing was actually pretty good. Mm-hmm. They didn't have a lot of uh, scenes uh. that were in a lot of different places. I felt like it was like outside of his apartment. Yeah. Or at the meat plant. Yeah, or- like like they worked with what they got and they made they made it work. Yeah. Mm. Um I like how they they kind of kept the theme of the grime because like uh. even his apartment is pretty gross. Yeah. Um even so- like his training is like like dirty. Like it's like that famous scene where he's in the the meat packing um warehouse. Mm-hmm. And you get a feel of like that area and how it smells and shit like that. Mm. And he's just like, no, I gotta keep like practicing. I'm not gonna lie, I have a serious issue with his fucking pants. Oh my god, you bring up the pants again. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> Explain just like for our listeners, just go ahead. Talk about them them pants. I'm oh, sorry, his sweat, his training sweats. They look like someone made them and they weren't very good at sewing. <laughs> And they made a really long crotch. <laughs> and there's no, like, shape to them. Uh-huh. And I'm like, God, is that how men dress? Uh-huh. <laughs> Holy shit. I feel really, I feel like that might as well have been, like, 1870 or something. Uh-huh. Like, how men dressed back then. Like, it's really bad. I think, I think that. I think that adds to the character. No. <laughs> You're like, no excuse. It's distracting. <laughs> Everyone else is watching Rocky for the for the underdog story yeah. and the boxing, and I'm just like, those fucking pants. <laughs> Fuck. Even when he's not wearing the pants, you're like, fucking pants. <laughs> Credits are rolling. Fucking pants. <laughs> should take his pants to the fucking zoo <laughs> throw it in there go with the animals <laughs> oh my god anything else add to the to the directing oh my god so stupid why did why did adrian have to wear those weird fucking looking glasses like why couldn't uh, she wear something normal <laughs> i think it's because of, uh, of the time you think and, so yeah and plus like she wasn't like a well-off person at all. She was poor. You figure that she had to get something cheap and everything. Yeah, but I don't think cheap is that shape. Mm. I think cheap is like wireframe. Well, I, I read that because like the way how she acted, um, she actually started acting like that because she was like recovering from like a flu. Or she had the flu while they were shooting most of the movie. Oh. So it kind of makes sense where she's kind of like sheepish and she's probably like, I'm fucking dying, but I got to act. I think they wrote her that way, though, anyway. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. I guess she, she's like, whatever, it works in my favor. Yeah, she really sold it. <laughs> um, she looked cute anyway. She did look cute. I think as, this as, was the cutest she's looked in all of the movies. Uh, I'll, well, I'll, all of them, I think, except for maybe four or five. One of those two. Well, I will admit that, yeah, she was, like, especially, like, towards the, as we're getting closer towards, like, the fight and shit like that, like, she was looking cuter. cuter yeah. And I... And, I think that was like a progression of the character of mm-hmm. how she 
is growing. She's being more. It's very Princess Diaries. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> I do think that she was pretty hot in part four, especially mm-hmm. like when uh, Rocky's fighting Drago, and she's wearing like a she's wearing like a white jacket with like a blue like blouse or some shit uh, underneath. Mm-hmm. I thought she looked pretty hot in that movie. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's that. Uh, I will agree with you with Mickey. They, he was just like a lot of yelling, just you know? screaming all the time. Yeah, like he's so, like he has veins popping out of his neck every scene. Like, go, go, Rocky! I think he would have lived at least another seventy years if he didn't spend all his energy screaming. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, uh, this is Stallone's first script. What did you think of his writing? I actually thought it was pretty good. Uh-huh. Um. I don't know why he wrote him so stupid, but I guess it, like it kind of works. I mean, maybe to like really sell the underdog uh, mm. part of the story. Maybe, or maybe it was because he's like he's very uneducated. <laughs> like, like he, someone was like, "Okay, he's pretty uneducated," and then he's like, "No, you don't get it. I have to write. I have to rewrite it. He has to be more uneducated." <laughs> Uh, yeah. Like, I, I just feel like he's trying to sell not just the underdog thing, but, yeah. like, he's really from the streets, and he has no prospects. Yeah, like, he's poor, he has, like, no education, stuff like that. So, it, so the only answer he has to get out of a situation is, like, use his fist. Mm-hmm. You know? Which, that, apparently, you know, boxers don't have to be smart, which is not true. I think you yeah. have to be smart to be a boxer. No, yeah, because it is... A lot of people... A lot of people like to assume that it's just like like throwing fists and stuff like that, throwing blows between each other. But it's like a lot of strategizing, like when to make your move, when to go in, how to dodge, how to like throw the punch to, as the most to cause the most damage and stuff like that. Granted, they get hit in the head long enough that like they start losing some of that brain capacity. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like I I tell you, I think Rocky kind of like <laughs> kind of. Put that thought in everybody's mind that like boxers are idiots because of Rocky. <laughs> Probably. <laughs> um, but yeah, as a as somebody who's like who sold this script, like this is like his first. If I ever, let me see. I believe this is his first script. Uh, I don't want to say the first script he's ever written, but like this the is the first one, one that m- ever made into a film. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this being somebody's first script, I think is very impressive. Yeah, especially like this. That script built a whole fucking franchise. And it's, won awards. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's won awards. I mean, the theme song, which is... I forgot what it's called. Enjoy Growth or something like that is the name of the, the song. Um, it's, like, very iconic. Um, you know, once you play Eye of the Tiger, I can't hear the actual Rocky song anymore. Oh, really? It Eye literally just, like, takes over. over. <laughs> it's like Earworm Day. Ruben was whistling the wizard of oz song and then that got stuck in my head yeah what's wrong with that i'm gonna make it stuck in your head no it's cool i got willy wonka stuck in my head willy wonka yeah willy wonka willy wonka in chalk something factory (laughs) (laughs) okay it's called going gonna fly now that's the rocky that's the name of the rocky theme song gonna fly (laughs) is it willy wonka willy wonka at a chocolate factory. There you go. That's how the song. I think that's how it goes. Girls is giving us look like what in the fuck. I don't remember that song. Maybe it wasn't Willy Wonka. No. (laughs) (laughs) 
Oh, you're just making shit up and believing it's real. I know, right? <laughs> it's like when I can't remember if I dreamed something or if I actually had a conversation. <laughs> um, happens a lot. All right, so a couple of things I want to throw in there. Okay, so the, the budget for this movie was supposed to be like $2 million, right? So um, when the producers uh, earn, with the producers earn Winkle and, uh, sorry, Winkler and Robert uh, Chartoff, um, when they're interested in the script, they wanted to take the script from, from Stallone. And they had offered him like $350,000, right? Uh, and at the time, Stallone was broke as shit. And he told him, he was like, I'll sell you the script, but I have to star in the movie. Like, no ifs, ands, or buts, right? So, like, the producers went to United Artists, which the, produced the movie. And they were like, we got this great script, um, great story, this guy wrote it and everything. And they're, the the United Artists was like, all right, here's $2 million. However, you have to pick these actors, either Robert Redford, Ryan O'Neill, Burt Reynolds, Nick Nolte, or James Caan. Mm-hmm. Right, and those are all already like recognizable names in Hollywood, and st- like I said, Stallone was like, "No, I got to start in this movie." Mm-hmm. So they cut the budget in half, and that's why that was led into like the guerrilla filmmaking style that they had a they had to go through, which probably helped the film. Yeah, seriously, like I said, you get that dirty, grimy look. Even though, like, even though like the budget was cut and they thought it was gonna fail, um, it was the highest grossing movie of nineteen seventy six. Mm-hmm. Now here's. Here's one fact. I knew this fact beforehand, and I think it's, I still think it's pretty cool. So, um, so the iconic like running scene where he like runs up the steps of the Philadelphia Art Museum, it was on a Steadicam, right? Uh, the Steadicam, it was invented by this dude named Garrett Brown. Mm-hmm. That's the first time we ever seen a Steadicam being used. Oh, so it's it's very iconic, and the reason why it's iconic is because of that Steadicam mm-hmm. look. Um, the story goes is like the dude was trying to like sell the the in- invention of the Steadicam in L.A. and they were like, they're like people weren't interested. Um, so he used it in Rocky, and sold it like crazy. Now yeah. Steadicams are like a, the like a common thing in like filmmaking, mm-hmm. which I thought was pretty badass. Yeah. Um. What else? Anything else you want to add? Yeah, I want to know who um who his costume design was. Why? Because of the pants. Because <laughs> of the pants. Um. Okay, so Kelsey, do you think this movie still holds up? Yes. Yes. Uh, I do think it still holds up. Even though his pants need a belt. Oh my God, and, and a good cleaning too. <laughs> I do think it still holds up. Um, I've been kind of listening to the soundtrack during my workouts now. <laughs> Jesus. Yo, it gets me pumped. It gets me hella pumped. It's a great... It's Look, come on. That, you know what you should, you should do next? What? Listen to Gar- Guardians of the Galaxy theme, uh, that music. Oh, the soundtrack? Mm-hmm. That soundtrack's actually pretty good, too. I know. I think you would probably have a good workout to that one, too. I told this I told this to Kelsey off uh, off mic. But what <laughs> one of my workout songs is the Ken theme song from Street Fighter and the Guile theme song from Street Fighter. It gets me pumped when I'm on the punching bag. I'm like, fuck yeah. Then I'm like, oh you get did I do get <laughs> Alright, you're done? Mm-hmm. Alright, it's getting pretty late. 
It's getting probably late. That's what I heard. Probably late. Probably late. <laughs> um, yeah, it's getting pretty late. I was going to maybe go into my rant about it, but I, I think I'm good. <laughs> you don't have to go into a rant. You could just state it. Did, are you just state it? No, because that's... Why don't you save it for, for the end and be like... Oh, you're right. You're right. Okay. 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 All right, you're right. All right. All right. So that's gonna be our show for this week. We want to thank everybody for joining us on this week's show. Uh, we would especially like to thank the folks over at Your Entertainment Corner for hosting this podcast on their website. For all your film news, TV news, and reviews, go to yourentertainmentcorner.com. Uh, drop us a line at therealappeal at gmail.com. That's real with two e's. Uh, we'll read it on air. We just like to hear you guys' opinions, good or negative. If it's negative. Well, you need more time on your hands. Uh, you can they find... need more time on their hands? Sorry. They need to do something with their life. Okay. There you go. It's getting late. <laughs> I'm tired now. <laughs> you can find this Apparently on... your brain turns into a pumpkin. I know, right? You can find this episode on all podcast catchers. Um, oh, don't be afraid to uh, give us a review on those podcast catchers. Um the more re- the more reviews we get, the more we get noticed. Um, so next episode, uh, our recent review will be Scream Six, uh, which is coming out Friday, March tenth, and our Jerry Cinematic will be Scream, uh, nineteen ninety six. Uh, that one Scream is uh, streaming on Paramount Plus and is available to rent on Apple TV, Amazon YouTube TV, and v- other VOD services. Um, the topic for that week is ice cream, you scream, there's another scream movie. Are you playing with the cat? Yes. Well, I'm petting his tail. You're petting his tail. He wants to play fetch, but we're busy. <sighs> Alright, I'm gonna drop some facts on you people. <laughs> Rocky is the same as Goku from Dragon Ball. Alright, so here's how it happens. Alright. Alright, so here's how it happens. <laughs> Goku, he defeats his opponents, and somehow, not somehow, they later become his friends. Sample was like Goku and Piccolo, Goku Goku versus Piccolo, Goku versus Vegeta, Goku versus Frieza, uh, Android 17, they become friends. What happened with Rock? He fought Apollo, Apollo became his friend, Apollo even trained him, okay? But him and um, Ivan didn't get become friends. That's true, but it's not a one to one. Him and Clubber Lane didn't become friends. They did. They just, They didn't show it at the end. Him and uh, will you stop? Why are you? Def- why are you? Why are you defeating my argument already? Hulk Hogan didn't become all thunder friends. lips. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, whenever Rocky is defeated, he only gets stronger. Uh-huh. Same thing happened in Rocky. Rocky one, he got stronger for Rocky two. Um. Clover Lane beat him in Rocky Three. He got stronger. Um, Ivan Drago. Ivan Drago. But I'll say Ivan Drago made him stupid. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Other than making him stupid, mm-hmm. he somehow was able to do what his friend couldn't do. Oh, yeah, that's who true. Who had yeah. more experience yeah, than him. Yeah, he was emotionally defeated, got stronger, and defeated Ivan Drago. Um, oh, each training gets more and more intense. Mm-hmm. Like, if you watch all the montage, he's getting, like, stronger. Well, he uh, not the fact that he's getting stronger, but it just gets wilder and wilder and stuff like that. Just like it happens in Goku, where he's, like, training. At, at one point, he's, like, in a 
he's like in a time chamber where he like trains for a year, but it's only like one day. He's like in a he's in a, like in a in a training ship that like puts like a thousand times gravity, and he like gets stronger from that. Um, Rocky has a good sense of humor, like a kind of like dumb childish humor, and he does this like plenty of times during the press the press conferences and stuff like that. Goku has a very childish like humor as well, but he can get really serious, just mm. like Rocky. Uh oh! <laughs> when he gets madder, he beats the shit out of his opponents. Like that's how he gets stronger. Uh-huh. Uh during the fight, same thing happens to Goku. Mm-hmm. Um, Apollo dies in Rocky Four, and Rocky's like, "Oh, I gotta like defeat this son of a bitch, right? I'm only gonna get stronger and stronger now, right?" <clears throat> same thing happens to Goku when they were on the planet Namek. Goku. Saw his friend Krillin die because of Frieza. And then Goku turned Super Saiyan with the blonde hair for the first time ever. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, but Frieza and him, you said, became friends. But Rocky did not become friends with Ivan. So he had an understanding in Creed 2. So kind of. Not really. <laughs> you come back 30 years later and you have an understanding. Well, actually, you know what? No. They did become best friends. Okay? Because... They both showed up in the Expendables movie. (laughs) And they're best friends. (laughs) 